0: You're listening to Brits in the Big Apple, and I'm Hannah Young. Spencer Matthews is a British entrepreneur and television personality. He initially came into the public eye through his appearances on the UK TV show Made in Chelsea, and has since gone on to have an impressive career on and off the screen, including winning the fourth series of Channel 4's competition show, The Jump, and reaching the final of Celebrity MasterChef. I won't mention the broccoli puree. He's also co-founded a bespoke diamond retailer, Eden Rocks, and is now the CEO of Clean Co, the world's fastest growing low and no alcohol startup business. Last month, he also ran the Marathon de Sable to raise funds in honour of his late brother, who was the youngest Brit to ever summit Mount Everest, but who tragically died on the descent. Spencer is also one half of a serious power couple Married to Vogue Williams, an Irish model, a media personality, who's also had her fair share of extreme physical pursuits when she won the 2015 series Bear Grylls Mission Survive, a show seeing her build shelters, abseil down waterfalls and eat some of nature's finest. New York must feel like a walk in the park, given their experiences. Spencer, welcome to Brits and the Big Apple.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Hannah. That's, that's uh, quite the intro. <laughs> delighted
0: <laughs> well you're momentarily in new york which i think is enough to qualify you for our podcast so tell us what you're doing here
1: um my wife and i flew in primarily for for clean Co, uh business we had a, an event to attend With with the first uh, official non alcoholic sponsor of the CFDA's, which was a super high end fashion event in which where I felt very comfortable. Uh, No, it was it was it was a very exciting evening, uh, and congratulations to all of the nominees and indeed the winners. Uh, So we came for that. Also, it's an opportunity to say hi to the US team, um, who are just fantastic. Uh, led by Jim Clerkin and Jeff Menaschi, two uh, very close friends and business partners now. I feel very privileged to be working with both of them. Um, and also just for a bit of pleasure, you know, it's great to get a good slice of pizza and and just to spend some time uh, with my wife away from our, our beautiful children, which is something we realized that actually we never do. She loves New York so so delighted that uh the more time I have to spend here I think uh it'll go down <laughs> it'll get down fine she'd love to come I think
0: I also have two small children so I I the struggle is real yes I'm glad you get the chance to spend a bit of time away from them
1: well of course we we, we adore our kids and we actually have a third on the way Congratulations. Uh, which is uh which is great but uh, I have to say uh, even just you know two nights away was incredibly peaceful
0: uh tell us more about Clean Co you're the CEO uh tell us where the concept came from and a little bit more about the brand
1: um there's just an overwhelming desire um you know driven by health and wellness I suppose for for people to to either drink less or in some cases uh not not drink at all and and you know I I noticed um what I would call a significant gap in the market when I addressed uh, or, or readdressed shall I say reframed my own relationship with alcohol um there was very little in the way of uh, a kind of Know full taste, no compromise, um, adult alternative to a full strength alcoholic spirit. Um, you know, I think the the non alcoholic beer boys are doing a a pretty exceptional job. Um, and and, you know, just one day I I was at a dinner party, I'd been um, sober for three or four months, and I was offered uh, by my sister in law a, a non alcoholic gin and tonic, and I'd never heard of that before, and I thought it was. Um, just an incredible concept uh, and, you know, the, the, the rest is is kind of history. I, I started traveling around to a number of distilleries trying to, you know, elaborate and build on, on what I thought was an interesting idea. This is long before it was kind of evident that there was going to be a real shift in this space. Um, but, but, you know, I, I had dreams of building a global non-alcoholic spirits brand across the board, you know, every, having alternatives or, you know, one day hopefully replacements in every major spirit category, you know, whether that be whiskey rum, tequila, vodka, gin, um, so that you could have any cocktail you want, mm. but, but move away from the sickly, sugary mocktail, um, which I think we can agree we're all bored of. Uh, and move into a, a, something entirely new, you know, an, an adult alternative to the drinks that we already love. Uh, and sorry, I always waffle. But, it, you know, we also just wanted to create a bar call that was positive, you know. So yes. at the moment, uh, not drinking is still you Know there's a negative stigma yeah. attached to it, it's yeah. negative sounding. You know, a non alcoholic beer sounds like no fun, yeah. You know, a mocktail sounds yeah. like a mockery, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think it's that there's still very much, um, you know, in, in bars which is changing. Um, you know, the, the norm is obviously to, to drink full strength, but two in five people. Uh, now uh, choose not to drink full strength. Twenty-seven uh, percent of, of millennials this coming January uh, intend not to drink at all. Mm. You know, there's a real shift, and so we wanted to create a, a a bar call that made it easy for these people who are already making these positive mm. choices when it comes to drinking. Um, uh, you know, a- accessible mm. and and clean. The name clean uh, does that. You know, we're delighted actually um, that we that we own. Um, that name and this brand, Uh, you know, the ability to order a clean gin and tonic or a clean mojito uh, or a clean martini, you know, is uh, something that we hope to become very normal.
0: And as you say, it it feels like a very obvious gap in the market, but why do you think it's taken so long for uh, people to demand this type of drink?
1: I think it requires exceptional products, uh, for the demands to exist. So you're never going to find um, you know, serious consumer demand for, for uh, goods and liquids, in this case, that, that aren't good enough. You know, it took um, you know, non-alcoholic beer, if, if you can believe it, has been around for, for 20, 20 plus years. Um, but it requires, you know, firstly, significant marketing spend as demonstrated by Heineken and the quality of product to be good enough for people to, to learn and accept it. Um, and I think, you know, we, we as a business um, focus enormously on the quality of our product and, um, and innovation in particular and methods in which to extract flavor and how best to blend them uh, to really give you that, you know, experience of, of, of drinking a, a full strength cocktail. And for me now, um, and I hope to be one of many millions of people who feel this way, but when I, when, whenever I feel like a gin and tonic. I just have a clean gin and tonic, uh, and the ritual of of making the drink, and and the sense and and the sensory pleasures that it delivers are identical, um, mm-hmm. or as close to identical as we'd like to be at this stage in our development.
0: Yes, and can you tell me a little bit more about the development itself, and and how you can create a flavor that presumably you're trying to match it up as closely as possible to the yeah to the the flavor of the alcoholic version, or or are you actually looking for something that's a little bit different we're
1: trying to very much play in in the space of of full strength alcohol and and the kind of sensory emotional pleasures that are received when you drink such a drink you know when you drink tequila you think agave you think of smoky oak salt perhaps you know lime take your mind to having the alcoholic version we also work on uh, alcoholic sensation alcoholic flavor viscosity we need to in our quest for the perfect non-alcoholic liquids we're, we're doing all sorts you know it's not just about the recipe or the flavor, it's about how to extract the flavor from said botanical. And that's very complicated. When we first started uh, the business, um, you know, our, our, our liquids have been, well, our liquids were were nowhere near what they are now. And and the, you know, the initial sales were, were fantastic. I think the world, not to sound dramatic, is kind of crying out for, for, for this kind of drink. Um, it's remarkable actually how many people are interested in not drinking the cfda's was was a really good example of that you know we we had a, a non-alcoholic uh, clean co bar at the cfda's and and there was just so much general interest mm. around having a martini mm. with no alcohol you know i think for many people it was the first time they'd ever seen it and uh, we really feel like the u.s in particular is ready for this mm
0: you were talking about the cfda's earlier um what what's the reaction been so far
1: we've had some incredible press already and you know we've only been here for for you know a few weeks there's significant demand direct to consumer i think america we've launched our brand incredibly kind of strategically with key markets key states a a fantastic relationship with you know a very well-known distributor i think you know a lot of the, the credit so far to date uh, has to go down to the US team and, and all of their hard work. I mean, it's, it's really remarkable. Mm. Um, some of the doors that have been opened by some of the industry-leading professionals that we're working with. Um, I certainly know that had we tried to do it without them, uh, it would have taken many years. Uh, and by by no means are we anywhere near where we'd like to be. You know, we literally just started. And I'm, I think the reception's actually been somewhat humbling. I just think uh, the as, as I've said before, um, you know, making non-alcoholic drinks, um, accessible and easy to understand is really what we're after here. Um, and, you know, even if it's as simple as going to your favorite restaurant, which I believe is King's.
0: Oh, King Restaurant. Yeah. Shout out to Jess Shadbolt and her team. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. That uh, There's, you know, I think what we're looking to achieve anyway, particularly in on-premise, is the ability to make it just so straightforward. You know, like say there's a, there's a martini that you adore that's only made by, you know, a specific restaurant. Um, the ability to make that martini clean, you know, just, and you can have it just, you know, imagine it's called King Cosmo in brackets underneath. It could be, you know, make it clean with our clean V. You know, just, just nice. super easy, right? So, so I think a lot of the, the, the space that we're currently in can be a little bit complicated um we want to make it as easy as possible you like margaritas but you don't want to drink full strength have a clean margarita
0: nice the drink for how you drink
1: the drink for how you drink Indeed. very good what was really interesting is seeing how different um countries kind of resp- respond differently to to the idea a lot of the data that that we um collected um in the early stages of our u.s developments were that the u.s consumer wants to stay in the fun for longer you know, so it's mainly going to be driven by people who who drink full strength alcohol. Maybe they want a half strength by using some clean and some full strength. Maybe they just want to intersperse, you know, clean drinks with their with their alcoholic drinks, you know, by drinking clean in between. You know, there's a number of ways that you can stay at your favorite parties for longer, essentially. I tell you firsthand that alcohol ruins many a night for me. Yeah. And we're not here to bash alcohol. You know, we're, we're, we we uh, we just want to be uh, the drink of choice when it comes to moderation.
0: Yes particularly nice though when you've got two small children battering down your door at six in the morning not to feel like you've got a hangover.
1: He now lets himself in uh, in the middle of the night. He oh. he exits his his bunk bed and and reports swiftly to the side of the bed. He's, it's like waking up to, to Damien from The Omen, kind of just <laughs> stood still kind of right in front of you uh, in the middle of the night. It's actually happened so often that we're no longer even frightened by it.
0: And you're Quite the entrepreneur with this and the diamond business as well. Can can you just tell us what qualities do you need to be a successful entrepreneur?
1: Well, it's very kind of you to say that I'm a successful entrepreneur. As I've said before, um, I'm nowhere near where I would like to end up. Certainly a very exciting journey for me in my life. And I'm enjoying every moment of it, uh, which I suppose makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. You know, I've held many jobs uh, in the past, uh, in hospitality and finance. And, you know, I have to say that there have been times when I don't enjoy going to work, you know, and I'm not suggesting that it's possible for everyone to love their job, but, you know, I think, I think doing something that you love, um, is very important Uh, and understanding the task at hand, uh, when trying to start a business always takes longer than you think. It's always more expensive than you think. There's definitely going to be speed bumps in the road. It's not really for the faint hearted, you know, when you start a business, it's, it's risky, you know, if um, if, if, it, if it doesn't go your way, uh, which can happen, you know, many years down the road. It's time wasted, I was going to say, but all being well, you know, you, you will learn along the way and, and, and grow as a person, grow as a businessman, grow as an entrepreneur. The diamond thing was interesting, I suppose, for a period, just because diamonds have an interesting value proposition to me. I'm not in this uh, segment anymore. But when I was um, designing and buying my my wife but when we were getting engaged uh, an engagement ring um, I'd always liked the idea of designing it myself and picking the stones myself and doing something unique and special you know that nobody else will have uh, my wife has always loved bridges she studied you know engineering she has always loved the idea of a bridge so I wanted to build her um, a ring that in, in a sense looked like a bridge so there were several stones with the larger stone. In the middle and then they kind of um, i i realize that people can't see me when i'm talking I, i'm making a, i'm making a bridge i'm making a bridge with my hands um so so, so you know i, I was keen, keen to do that and um, it just struck me that and we were, we don't need to dwell on the diamond business for too long but it just struck me that the the many overheads that exist mm-hmm. in well-known diamond brands are paid for mm-hmm. and reflected in the price of the stone and actually often the stone albeit obviously a luxury good, is not um, anywhere near as expensive as you might think it is. So, you know, I I made this ring in a, in a perfectly charming, really authentic kind of basement, underground, artisanal uh, workshop, uh, which of course had no overheads, uh, no red carpet and no champagne and, you know, no big brand. And I just found it really interesting because, you know, once you, the ring is on your finger, it's not branded anyway. So, you know, as long as the quality of the stone is, and in many cases, it comes from the same mine as some of the big players. So for me, it just, I just thought, you know, why, why pay the overheads? Mm-hmm. You know, once you throw the box out, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the branding gone. That's <laughs> nice. in my, so, so, so I just thought, you know, if, if you can offer a very similar, uh, if not in some cases, superior product for a fraction of the cost, who wouldn't be interested in that? Mm-hmm. So that was where that was born. But as I said, clean, clean Co uh, certainly took over.
0: Very good, and you're no stranger to these shores, I think, having chosen at one point to go to USC to study. Yes. What 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 made you want to study in the US? Um,
1: just it, it just seemed a, a really attractive place to be. You know, I've always been interested in, in California and, and and New York, and indeed the US. You know, I've always uh, enjoyed coming here um, as 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 a kind of guest, and I thought that. Um, uh, at the time, I was keen to pursue a, a career in in film um, or television. I wanted to be an actor when I was, uh, I was about to say growing up, but you know, I guess I was growing up at school. I wanted to be an actor, and um, no, so I went to. I, I said to myself, if I got into USC's prestigious uh, cinema television uh, bachelor of arts degree course, that I would go, and uh, and I was fortunate to to get in. So so I went but university's never been a massive thing in in our family uh in fact I think I was the first to go to university we're not a highly intellectual uh a family not not that you know not that uh not that matters I think we're all relatively streetwise but no my mum and dad and brother uh never went to university so it wasn't a very important thing for us but mm-hmm. um as I said I applied to one place and thought if I get in I'll go so that's how I ended up here
0: uh, and you you said you enjoy being in New York as well. What what do you what do you enjoy doing in New York? What's your what would be your favorite New York day?
1: Um well, so yesterday it's quite funny. My my wife uh, had asked one of her friends who lives here for some, you know, incredible restaurant recommendations. And I've made it quite clear that uh, you know, I was keen to really treat her to some some incredible, you know, the best that New York yeah. has to offer. We're only here for for three days. Yeah. So I thought, you know, if we can go to all our Firstly, all our favourite places, but also just, you know, some really special other places that perhaps we don't know about. That'd be great. We, we agreed to go for some quite special tacos, apparently. Uh, and we got into, they were delicious, by the way, just before anyone thinks I'm going to be <laughs> nasty about the tacos. Uh, we got into a cab and it was about 45 minutes away. And I, I did end up thinking like, oh, the, ta- the tacos better be, you know, really good. Really There's good quite tacos. a big difference, obviously. I, I sound like a, such a tourist, but, you know, it's, it's a really long way away. Yeah. We're, we're Upper East Side. Uh, yeah. First time we've stayed Upper East we wanted to make it easy to get to the CFDAs because we wouldn't have had time to to travel from downtown. We would ordinarily, I think, stay yeah. downtown. And, um, and yeah, we arrived at this restaurant and, and uh, it basically wasn't a restaurant. It was a kind of like almost food trucky kind of <laughs> like hole in the wall type place, but it, it was delicious, but there's like no tables, you know? So, so we kind of walked in and ordered these tacos and then we kind of stood at this bar and I was like really hoping to take her for this, you know, incredible day. And it turned out, well, fortunately she loved it, you know, and, yeah. and she was, um, very excited about you know she my wife is uh she actually would have preferred that to going to some incredibly swanky you know sit down two hour thing so um it worked out very well but i have to say i was i wish that the tacos were uptown it it felt like the journey to the taco shop was um you know an hour and a half in the car to go to the taco truck was I feel like you got a good
0: New York experience. It was combination good. of the long taxi ride and the yeah, you know, not absolutely. quite what you were expecting. But
1: absolutely. We also good. uh had the great fortune of spending a whole hour in Foot Locker, which was fantastic uh, yesterday. I love hanging around shops. <laughs> so so it was great. We uh no, we, we went for a lovely walk. We did a we did a full lap of um of uh, I say a full lap because that's how my wife describes oh, it the of the park, which is great. You know, we're staying at a, a beautiful hotel called the Mark, which is which is right on the park. And uh, no, you know, we just we enjoy taking it in. It's very different to, to the UK, obviously. And uh, we were we were graced with wonderful weather on our on our first day, first proper day. So we just walked around for, for most of the day and had, had a few bits and pieces. Had a meeting at the Mark with uh, uh, our our chief brand officer Lana, who I love. She has declared that she prefers my wife to me, which uh, is the norm, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> it's something that I've learned to live with. And uh no, so, so I don't know, really, it's, it's simple things for us. You know, we, yesterday we had a donut. Nice. Fabulous. They are we saw them. It was like a glazed croissant donut. Oh, and it was like, come try our new yeah, yeah. Come try our new donuts. And like the store has been around apparently since 1950 something. And I have to say it was one of the most delicious things I've ever had. So
0: food is very good yeah uh talking about running i was going to ask you about the marathon sable, which is one of the toughest races in the world yes tell us about that experience and and also tell us about why you were doing it because it's a obviously a very personal um personal reason
1: sure no um my brother was was someone that i always looked up to as, as a kid and unfortunately he lost his life when he was 22 uh, descending Mount Everest. And at the time, he was the youngest Brit to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Um, and, and that's kind of how Bear Grylls. So we raised money uh, for the Michael Matthews Foundation, which is a nonprofit uh, organization that my dad and brother and and family, I was only 10 at the time, set up many years ago. Uh, but now that I'm a bit older, I I enjoy contributing and, and raising money where I can. So we look after about 4,000 um, girls in Africa um, who would be unlikely to receive an education if it wasn't for the foundation, we build schools in remote parts of Africa so that children don't have to travel long distances to, to get to the school, which can often be dangerous um, in those parts of the world, um, are obviously looking to increase the volume of, of the help that we can provide to, to these incredible children. Um, who are entirely unspoiled and, and wonderful to be around they deserve it and I thought that would be the best way to to raise the most money and um, I don't know I've, I've always kind of enjoyed pushing myself you know physically and, and mentally and uh, I've done a few marathons by, by this stage and I just thought that you know maybe maybe it would be time to have a stab at an ultra seems to be the the trend at the moment
0: I mean it's 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 incredible and and you you, you kind of talk as if it's you know it's it's the run around Central Park, but it is. I mean, how many miles and over what terrain?
1: Uh, it's 156 miles, five stages. Uh, the longest stage is 82 and a half kilometers in a single day. That comes on day four. So you've had oh. um, you've kind of had three marathons prior to tucking into that. Um, but it's great. You're almost certain to be doing it with with interesting people. You know, because everyone who's there is you know, you can assume is quite mentally resilient. So you, know, you, you obviously have something in common that you would want to be uh, doing a race like this. And, and you know, I was very lucky. I was in 1067 with some incredible guys. And, you know, unfortunately this year was, uh, it was the hottest on record because they've never done the marathon decided in October before. I think after two years of postponing it, they just decided to, to do it in October. There were 770 people this year, um, only 350 finished. Wow there was a there was a death this year on record there was nine comas um the heat was really quite something it was 59 degrees um celsius um i can't do the conversion to fahrenheit but it's it's very hot indeed you know so, so you know a holiday on the beach you might hit 30 and it was it was 59 so it was kind of double 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 what you'd expect um and obviously, it's just the simple things like, you know, there's no, no bathrooms, there's no showers, you know, you're not, you're not carrying extra clothes, it's a self sufficient race. So you you carry everything with you, including your food for the whole week, uh, all the stuff you sleep in, you carry with you, you know, so you've got a good, you know, 10, 11, possibly 12 kilos on your back to begin with. And, you know, quite tricky to run with. It's in the, it's in the Sahara Desert as well. So not much in the way of, uh, you know, so it's just sand, basically, scenery. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just sand and often dunes and, you know, it's quite the experience quite cathartic in a way I didn't take any music uh so I just had you know you're just alone with with your thoughts for five or six days and there was very little phone reception ever so I did take my phone some people snap the stem off their toothbrushes to save weight uh good grief I took my phone so (laughs) there we go uh I can't say that the stem of a toothbrush would make any difference so come on surely that has to be for the oh for, for show um but uh but yes yeah, so, so it was just just a very long week but also it was more a test of, of mental resilience i would say than uh physicality mm. but obviously mm. you know it's physical as well but
0: mm. i mean congratulations to you where does it where do you go from there have you got any other races lined up you got anything planned
1: yeah you, you come off the back of these things either wanting to kind of never do it ever again um i i'm very i'm keen to to do something like that um you know every, every year really it'd be nice to have you know with being sober um and, and having kind of uh, audacious goals both in business and in life really helps me you know i, I like working towards something i like having a, a finish line in sight and there's a, there's an ultra in in northern sweden uh, where the temperatures go to minus forty, and that's also 250 kilometers. Uh, there's an amazing one, also through the Amazon rainforest. Again, 250 kilometers, um, 100% humidity, like very, very wet. sleep in hammocks, these kind of things. These kind of things excite me. You know, I'm not doing it for any particular reason other than you know I actually do quite enjoy it.
0: It's, it's very impressive. I feel well, exhausted just listening to you. Well, thank you. Um, and finally, um, circling back to clean co. What's what's next? What's the next? big thing and and when can we get the product out here in the u.s
1: we have made a conscious decision to try and lead the markets that we're in you know there's there's and before i met these um incredible you know jim clerkin who was uh who's a dear friend as i've said now and you know he he was he ran mo hennessy and jim beam and guinness and you know he's he's working with us now so i take um a lot of guidance uh from him there was this desire to just grow as quickly as possible you know do an uber and just raise lots of money and in every territory, and that is not the the approach that we're taking. We'd like to lead the markets that we're in. We'd like to win, and we'd like to then, you know, take decisions as to you know where we should go next. So the task currently is to continue growing the UK business, um, whilst also having a pretty major focus on the US, and and that's where we are. You know, we'd like to be available in every state. We'd like to be um well distributed and, and well received you know by by the american public so you know we're, we're in our you know early infancy uh here but we are available at drinkclean.com yeah and i urge you all to to check it out you know regardless of your situation or, or regardless of you know how much you drink i think there's there's room for a bottle of clean co in every household
0: i am certainly going to go and order myself
1: uh, we'll send you
0: yours (laughs) um spencer it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you um congratulations uh on clean co uh it sounds really exciting and uh we wish you all the best thank Thank you
1: thank you so much